Welcome to the motherhood journey. I am so glad that you're here. This is a space where we allow the daily joys and the tough moments to shape us and build us into the beautiful and powerful women that God originally designed us to be. Let's walk this out, mamas. Let's enjoy the journey of motherhood and see it as the blessing that it is. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to today's episode. Um, I hope that you're all going well. I really pray that this episode can bless you guys today and um, yeah, just spark your minds to think of Christ and his word in all sorts of ways, the way you mother, the decisions you make, your family, all that kind of good stuff. Um, today, as you would have seen by the title, I'm talking about contraception. Um, contraception is a really big topic for me and it's something that I've gone on a really big journey on and it's something me and my husband are really passionate about. Um, So I'm going to be sharing my journey with you guys today um, and just my little thoughts about things but I really want to say before I start that this is my journey. Um, This is not your journey. (laughs) I don't know if you like me but sometimes when you hear things from people especially if they're people that have guided you in things you think okay well if they have that I need that Um, and that's not what I'm saying today. I'm sharing my thoughts about contraception simply first of all because I was just in the shower and Holy Spirit just started flooding out a podcast for me and that's how I roll on this thing if it comes out of me I just press record and I do it so I just believe that right now that's his um pulling in my heart to do this so I'm trying to do it out of obedience um but secondly I'm sharing about contraception with you guys even though it's quite a personal topic and can be quite controversial and probably most people listening won't even agree with um, my stance on it Um, and that's totally fine but I'm sharing it because it is such a big thing that impacts me in motherhood and this whole platform is about our motherhood journey and I think if you take a controversial perspective on it like I do or if you're um, just do the norm with it I think it is a something that plays in our life as women as mums as married couples um yeah, to be thinking about these kind of things. And so for me, it really impacts my whole entire life. Deciding for our family, we've decided um, right now what we feel the Holy Spirit's calling us to is not to use contraception. So that obviously pours into so much. Like it means that I don't have control when my kids come. I don't know when they're going to come. I don't know when I'm going to get pregnant. Um, it really twirls so much in my mind because I guess I'm in a sense preparing myself for a larger family if that's God's will may not be but probably most likely would be if we're not using contraception and so I'm constantly I guess questioning things in a healthy way and and seeking the Lord and seeking his word and it's what enables me to pour out into podcasts like this because motherhood is such an important thing to me because I've completed I've um, committed my whole self to it um and I'm just set in my mind. I'm like, I'm not going to go get a job. I'm just going to be a mom and dive into that and try and find excellence in that. Just like someone would if they do any profession in the world. They want to find excellence in it and honour God with their best in it and grow and rise up in that and being a person of influence in that sphere that they believe God has given them a gift in. That is what I feel like is the calling for me. So this topic is massive for me and my family and it impacts me almost on a daily basis of Um, all the things that it spills out into of of motherhood. So I'm really excited to share this with you guys and I'm just going to kind of chat unfiltered here. Um, And I'm really going to believe that you guys can take a step back and stand in maturity to be able to hear what I say as a fellow sister in Christ, but steward your own minds and steward your own lives and walk with Holy Spirit and what he calls you to. I really encourage you to seek Holy Spirit um, and God in the things he places on your heart, not even necessarily this topic, because I think anyone 
could have something they're passionate about. Like if someone was passionate about animals or passionate about social justice or homeless people, whatever they're passionate about, they could go, I really encourage you to seek God about homeless people. But if that's not on the story that has been pre-written for you, then you might be just totally in vain, wasting time, pressing in to think you should be getting some revelation about that topic when that isn't your story. What I really want to encourage you is to be humble and surrender to God in seeking him in your story. We are all part of a body as we know in um, Corinthians it speaks about that we are the body of Christ and some of us are ears, some of us are legs, some of us are toenail, like we are all different parts of the body and we all have our own strengths, our own weaknesses and our own callings and what I really really believe is important and I hope I've encouraged you throughout this whole podcast platform is that what I believe our jobs are is to seek Holy Spirit for what he's laid on your life and to do that well. So if God has called you to have two kids and go be a nurse, then don't listen to this podcast and feel judged or feel upset at me and feel like something's wrong right now. Do what God has led you to. He might have plans and purposes for you to only have two children and to go be an amazing nurse and that is his gifting over your life please go pursue that but feel free to listen to this out of interest sake but also if this is not your thing and you're like already feeling offense towards me that I don't use contraception then that's cool too go off and listen to another podcast that pours into your your passions but I do encourage you to make sure you're always humble and surrender to God because he may call you to something that this or maybe something else that is never in your radar anything you'd ever think of I did not grow up believing that I should not be using contraception when me and Brad were dating I remember one time he like brought it up he was like haha should we not use contraception when we get married and I was like haha no and then that was the end of the discussion I was like no way would I ever do that that's just way I literally was like Brad that's for like the really faith-filled people like I don't have that so I'm not gonna even go there I literally remember saying that to him um and yet as you guys know listen to this podcast I'm still not one of those superstar faithful people I am so down in the trenches with you guys trying to figure all this out but as you will hear in a minute this is something God has clearly marked me with and absolutely enlightened my heart with and so it's my purpose and it's my my story and many people I know actually also walk in this journey Um, and it's been amazing to have a community around me of people who do and I know that there's more and more and more people out there than we even know Um, and may not even catch the eye. I know a few different stories of people who don't use contraception and only have one kid or don't use contraception and didn't get pregnant for like 10 years or don't use contraception and have just five kids. So um, yeah, it's more common out there than you'd know and I'm going to share a few reasons why I believe in it and the story God brought me on um, and then you might see bits that you like and take that on or see bits you don't like and go cool that's good for you but hopefully just in general you can hear that my story is one of pursuing surrender and letting go of control and so whatever that is for your life I encourage you to pursue surrender and letting go of control whatever that might be he might want you to be a missionary he might want you to care for trees (laughs) he might want you to learn how to release anger and be kind to the two children you have like whatever it is I want to encourage you to live a life of surrender and letting go of control and embrace humility because it is so hard to really really be humble in every aspect of your life and sometimes we're blind to us not even really having it um so I want to encourage you to in every area try and dive down and break down and in rest though like I'm, I'm encouraging you to do that in a place of rest not in a place of um feeling like you need to fix everything straight away because you don't you don't need to fix anything you just be a child let him be your father and learn organically with him how to surrender all things because there is so much life found in that place so much life all right 
I'm going to dive in. I'm going to tell you my testimony of why I believe in this and then some follow-throughs of why through many trials I've decided to continue going, um, choosing this this for my life. And last little <laughs> preface thing I need to say is that um, I'm... I know many questions can rise up when people talk about this, like what about when you have six kids? What about if you went through mental health? What if you just run out of money? Then what then, what then? And there's so much stress that I find people rise up in people's hearts when they hear someone just say boldly, I just have chosen for my family not to use contraception and to just trust God with his will to bring forth life. Um, And I think all of that really just reminds me that in this journey with God, because it's all just about surrender and letting go, I'm not stuck in a religion. I'm not condemned under a command. Like this is what I feel Holy Spirit has called for me now. But after each baby, we sit and we seek Holy Spirit. Currently, after each one, he has continued to lead us to the same conclusion and we feel joy and freedom in that. Um, but I don't know, if we get to a life circumstance or things pop up, I'm going to just continually follow Holy Spirit. And then if he says stop or whatever he says I'll follow it but if he says child this is hard but I want you to keep going in this then I will follow it (laughs) um I'm just going to follow what God says and walk it out with him through intimacy not out of any guilt condemnation right or wrong so I really um hope you can see that when things pop up that are like well what about finances it's like okay well what does the word say about finances because I'm not going to look at my worldly circumstances or what people say I want to hear what the word says and the word has a lot about finances so like things like that like let's just like keep a free mind keep a humble mind and know that it's all about listening to holy spirit's voice not about right and wrong and doing a certain thing all right hopefully that makes sense i'm gonna dive into my testimony Alrighty, so as I said before, um, I was definitely not into this before I got married and um, even when we first were married we were happily using condoms for the first six months. Um, But yes, so what happened? What's that? We were, didn't even question it, didn't even think about it. We're just loving early married life. I was doing a degree in teaching and I was young when I got married. I think 22, I think. Um, and so I was like, this. I literally told Brad this plan because, you know, we all have plans, right? I was like, Brad, I might have shared this on this platform before, but it's right. You can enjoy the testimony. I was like, Brad, I want to study. I want to finish my studies. I want to do a few years of um, preschool teaching and then because I I always knew in my heart I wanted to have like a few kids but I thought at that time like five maybe six um and so I said um babe let's just um wait like five years before we start having kids we're so young we can just enjoy being married probably go traveling you know just just take our time there's no rush um anyway I remember a few months into marriage maybe five months Brad sat me down and he was like Ellie I just want you to know, I know we've agreed to the whole five-year thing, but I really want to be a dad. So I just want to let you know, whenever you feel ready, I am ready. I just want you to know that. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, but I'm still waiting five years. I was so firm with him and we just laughed and we're like, all right, no worries, let's just move on. We just didn't think much of it. Anyway, then one morning popped up where, again, zero thought about this in my mind. Like That was like a month earlier. I literally didn't think about it again. Then on this morning... I was, Brad went off for the morning to serve and um, I was, um, it's actually funny, he went off to serve homeless people and I think play music for them, which is funny because it makes his testimony sound so good, but that is the only time um, that he like went off by himself and did something like that. We've like served homeless people in different ways um, 
before but like it's just funny that that happened because that is not like a regular thing that we do even though I'd love it to be um but it's funny that that was happened I don't know it's just kind of like this cool thing anyway he was out just surrendering and serving the Lord in a really cool way and then I um was worshiping God and I had this awesome worship song from Bethel and this little song snippet came in that said from the tip of my toes to the top of my head um that's what it's called tip of toes to the top of my head Anyway, I was just worshipping, loving God, worshipping. I was getting so into it. I was feeling the Holy Spirit for me. I was literally on my lounge room floor with it up on my TV. I was singing, loving it, had a really, really cool session with God. And then I just started getting really moved in the worship. And I was just like started crying and just surrendering to God and being like, God, I just want you to be everything. And then the line from that song came on, from the tip of my toes to the top of my head. Um, See, I don't even remember it now. It was like five years ago. But... Yeah, I don't remember it. You can go look up that song if you type that line into Bethel. <laughs> it was, just talks about like totally surrendering to him. It says like, from the tip of my toes to the top of my head, I just want to give it all to you. I want the world to know like um, I've crossed a line and I found you and I might look like a fool, but I found my joy in, and I might be foolish, but like I found fullness in in you and in what you are. Um, and so that was going on. And then suddenly I got hit with this um wait what was it first with with the question yes so I felt I I was worshiping and then God said will you let go of control for me that line just out of the blue popped my mind and I was like yes Jesus and I was like wow in my head I was like God's gonna send us on a mission trip maybe we're gonna move overseas and like serve somewhere really hard Ooh, okay yeah God I'll let go of control I'll let go of control and that was a hundred percent my mentality I was like sweet he's talking about ministry he's talking about me doing something radical with my life in that way and then as I'm singing yes I'll let go of control I'm like crying like crying my heart out right now and then I instantly get this vision that pops in my head of a packet of condoms sitting on a table and a big hand smacking it down of down on the ground and I heard him say will you let go of control for me and then I was like whoa and then I opened my eyes and literally all the like holy spirit feels all the like intimacy the like mood completely just shut off and I was just completely aware and I just came back and I was like uh what just happened <laughs> that is uh, not what I was thinking and I was like uh uh I was like seriously so taken back by it like I was in shock Anyway, I turned the worship music back on and just kind of was like sitting and like kind of processing it and talking with him. And then I just, again, was overcome by the Holy Spirit. And I was like, anything, God, like I will let go of control for you, anything. And I then just started weeping and I was like rocking back and forth. And I was like, Lord, you open and close the womb. Like this is yours. Like you are the giver of life. If this is what you've called, sure. Anyway, so I had that worship sesh, then Brad came home and I told him and he was like, woo, sweet, I'm keen to be dad anyway. And then we got pregnant. I think the first month that we tried and it's been like almost like that every time I think it's like the first or second month that I have my period we get pregnant so very fertile over here but um yeah so that happened anyway that was awesome we got pregnant with my daughter and we could not be more happy like we were just so excited so thankful um I realized later that which I think I have shared on this platform that actually has always been my heart to be a mum like it's God's so good because um I, as a little kid for years, my mum always said, what do you want to be? And I always say, I just want to be a mum. All I did was play with my baby dolls. I had one of those like stations where you have a bathtub and a chair. And I was like, this is all I want to be. 
and mum like later on we got to being like okay well you might not be able to be a mum straight away so how about we think of a job that's similar so then she was like how about you work as a preschool teacher and I was like awesome so I went to uni straight away to be a preschool teacher I before that nannied I worked at before and after school care I worked at child care I worked in a preschool like I just pursued everything that was like a mum except for being actual mum and I just love God because as the years passed in high school, I forgot about that dream and I thought, yeah, I, I want to have a few kids, but probably like six and then just live pretty normal like everyone else and just get a career, send them all to school and just live normally, you know? And um, it, I, I felt this pressure expectation that I should be getting a career and having a job and I didn't feel the freedom to just see being a mum as enough. And I still struggle with that, but it's something God's taken me leaps and bounds on to see the purpose and beauty in it. And that's why even in this, I'm encouraging guys, do what God tells you to do because like that is where your beauty will be found. That's where God wrote your story for you to bring his kingdom down onto earth. And for mine, God is so kind because even when I kind of walked away from the fullness of what his destiny was for me and being a mom of like lowering my standards to just a few kids and like getting a job, God was like, no, no, daughter. Like I put this in you all along and I am going to birth it forth and I'm going to bring it in the most powerful way. And when I wasn't even expecting it, he just showed up and he said, this is the time. Let's start now. And um, it's just so incredible because as I've gone on in my journey, like I'm having my six year, I'm wedding, six year wedding anniversary this year. I just can't believe where I've come, um, and how much I am marked by motherhood. Like it means everything to me, and I am in no way the perfect mum at all. If you know me in real life, you know that. But I am someone who's passionate about doing it the way God's word says it, and I am so humbly and ready to be on the journey to pursue him and find his fullness in it. And that is messy and ugly. And it's a lot of pulling up things from childhood and pulling up things from my insecurities and my fears to clear those away so that I can pursue being a good mom. But um, so many challenges pop up in the way of just children's personalities and behavioral things. And um, yeah, just even like traumas in birth, all these things that you don't think are included in what you see motherhood is going to be pop up and they are beautiful working grounds for you to get gold out of the fire and they are so needed and so good to actually have that character growth the word clearly says that through trials character and hope and all those good things come Jesus says that I give you the cup of suffering and the cup of glory there is importance in hardships if we partner with Holy Spirit and let him birth forth who we're meant to be and refine us down like a diamond like it's so powerful Anyway, that's my tangent. But that's how I started on this journey. Then I had Hazel and had quite a traumatic birth, as you all know. And then I um, went on a massive journey to seek God. Um, My life changed after having her. I found all these things about my heart that I never knew existed that were good and great. And I found who I was. I found who I am. I found things I loved. Um, I got broken down and had to build well I say build myself back up but really God it's like that defender song means so much to me it's like he picked up all the pieces and he made me into who I am he made me be beautiful again so that is really the journey I went on after Hayes anyway we used contraception for a year after Hazel because I was like I'm too afraid to sleep with you Brad because I don't want to get pregnant that was too hard for me I need time and we were like cool use condoms we use condoms for a whole year because we were like we're figuring this out there's no condemnation there's no right or wrong 
we'd rather have intimacy in our marriage and be seeking God on his heart for this for it to burst forth out of a revelation not out of a command of right and wrong and be in fear and not be able to have unity in its purest form so we did that for a year we're seeking God and then God beautifully spent a few months from around 10 months onwards to really break down my heart and get me to just search him and, and understand him in the word and why this is a concept that is biblically um backed up by the word which was really cool which I'll share in a minute and then we got pregnant with Noah had Noah then had no thought I just had a good birth with Noah so we just used no contraception from like five weeks onwards um I mean like fully just didn't use it um which is funny that I'm like basing my contraception things on my birth but then um we got pregnant with Kai and then after Kai I kept getting this random bleeding like every 10 days after my like postpartum bleeding stopped and I was like am I getting my period back and I was super stressed about it and I just wasn't ready to think about even getting pregnant at like three months postpartum so we again we actually this time like my husband's quite firm and not wanting to use contraception which um I totally get where he's coming from so we were like well what's the word say it says abstain for prayer and fasting um otherwise don't um don't not come together because the devil will have a foothold so we were like all right we will abstain um and be praying so we came together every night and prayed um for a few weeks and god again just guided us and was like no this is what we want and and we can't we cannot give any reason or excuse why this is not the truth of god for our lives so we god brought freedom and peace and we just continued coming together in unity and now we're seven months in and (laughs) just don't have a fear um about it and just really do believe this is what God wants for us for right now so that's my little testimony um now I just want to share I know this is going a bit long but hopefully you're hanging in there I just want to share a few reasons why we believe that this is I guess um for us the will of God now I'm going to be saying strong things because I'm obviously very convicted in it. I've given my whole life to this but again please have wisdom and just listen with an open heart and only follow through on things that you feel Holy Spirit's convicting you in if that is for your journey if Holy Spirit has guided you guys and you're very firm and like God's told us to have four kids and that is a way of honoring him, then cool. That's good for you. Um, so some reasons why. So I think that for us, we go back really to the core root of God and his design and who he is. And when we go back to Genesis, he clearly made man and woman. He said, I've blessed you to be fruitful and to multiply, to take dominion of the earth. So when we go back to our roots and our origins that is God's intention and when we think about even our human bodies like God gave us a period that comes every month and if you're in a healthy godly marriage then you're going to be sleeping together regularly then whatever that means to you it doesn't need to be a certain number just a healthy amount then God chose to give you a period for a certain amount of years and he chose to give it to you every month. He chose to make an opportunity every month for you to ovulate and to fall pregnant if your body is healthy and is functioning in its fullest design. So God is not fearful of children and he isn't. He hasn't created us in a way that he's like, I really hope only one or two come out because that's what I want and that's what's healthiest for people. And like he's He's made it abundant. He's given us abundant opportunity Um if we're functioning in a healthy marriage, which is his design. Obviously, we know he said man and woman, it's not a man should not be alone, um, come together. If God's called you celibacy, awesome. But if God hasn't, then that is his natural divine design for humanity, that he's made a man a man, a woman a woman, and that when they come together, they become one flesh. And it's a beautiful symbolism of the unity of the Trinity, which I've shared in a previous podcast. Um, so from that statement, I think that because I see 
um, sex as a replis, a repro, what's it called? Replication? Representative? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Of the Trinity, because I see that, that awesome metaphor that's meant to be seen in it, I was really convicted in my heart of why I'm toiling around trying to control and trying to input the things of the world into that aspect of my life. Like in each aspect of my life, I'm trying to learn how to surrender it. I'm trying to learn how to make it matching the Bible and all the aspects of my life are not matching the Bible, but I'm trying to just very naturally and organically grow as Holy Spirit convicts me. So I was just convicted in this area. I was like, why am I thinking that I have a right to put my control in a re- in really, if you think about it, a God ordained thing. God is the giver of life. The devil cannot give life. So only God gives life. His word says that I bring forth in the womb and I knit you together in your mother's room. I'm doing it like God's doing it. God's doing all of that. So he designed our bodies to do a certain thing and I think that when we look at all the reasons why we don't want to just let our bodies naturally do what they want is almost I've not heard of a biblical reason not to so feel free to like message me if you want to share in a healthy way a biblical version not to but all of it is just birthed out of fear and the ways of this world um so for us, when we would analyze things that would pop up that we would be afraid of or that would make us want to use contraception, we would go, okay, well, let, let's match that to the word now. And we weren't able to trump it. Like the word always trumped that issue that we brought up. So we're like, okay, maybe that's not good enough. Okay, how about this? And we just would bring up things and things that would pop up, like I even mentioned before, if finances, if you say, I just can't afford, I can't afford to have 10 kids. I'm like, I'll get you, girlfriend. I'll get you. We live in one of the most expensive places in the whole world here. Um, I get that. Um, so <clears throat> I'm like, I understand. But then if you put contraception aside and deal with not trusting God with finances, you could not trust God with finances for two kids. Like, if you live in an area where just a home and a school and clothing and all the expectation things over just two kids is you really need to be earning over a hundred grand a year to be able to live here and do those things. So that is, it's already ridiculously expensive to have two children, but yet you need to trust God with that. If you have two, you also need to trust God if he gives you more than two. And I think that the word has so much on finances, on trusting him like Matthew 6 is should be enough for us like don't run after the things that the Gentiles run after like I will give you what you need read through all the Old Testament stories they're all showing you that he is Jehovah Jireh he is the provider you may think you work and you earn money but you do not God is the one who provides anything can be taken away not that God would I just mean like in life anything can happen it's your you don't actually have control God is the one who provides and I think it's a much healthier way to live to believe he will provide for you financially no matter how many children you have so that debunks that and then people say well it's not wise it's not wise to have lots of children and I'm like okay is that the wisdom of the world or is that the wisdom of what God's word says like God's word is constantly talking about lay down your life, let go of control, that he has written a plan for you and that you need to learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. So if Holy Spirit convicts you of this, then that is wisdom for you. If Holy Spirit convicts you to come, which I know a lot of couples do, which is awesome, to come seek him, to go, God, when are you, when are you ready to give us a new baby? Do you want a new baby? Um, like kind of thing like ask him the number or ask him what he wants and partner with him then that's the wisdom for you to to do what you're at if you are struggling with mental health issues and you actually can't physically take care of a child I would say that then 
you need to dive into God for mental health things and find healing in that before you dive into trying to understand not using contraception to find health and freedom in that. Not that that's a reason not to not use contraception because if God calls you not use it, I believe he will provide for even that. But like, you know what I mean? Like everything we could bring up, it's like, well, what does the word say and dive into that? And also this isn't a religion. Like if we feel like we need to take a season where we start using it or whatever, we will seek Holy Spirit and if he says yes, we'll use it. If not, we won't. Like it's just about obeying God. And all the things that people bring up um, that are brought up to me, I just, I don't know, I always hear this little play in my mind that goes, people are like, oh no, I didn't use contraception. I got pregnant again. Oops. And then God's like in heaven going, no why didn't you go to the shop and buy a condom before you had sex oh darn it like you're my people and you're in a healthy marriage but you you didn't go to the shop to get a condom and now another baby has to be created darn it I only wanted you to have two and now you've got three what will I do like I don't think God's thinking that way like that we would because we are just like totally rely on our own strengths like I have zero capacity to take care of 10 kids. But I tell you what's awesome is that when I had Hazel, I was a wreck. I literally was such a wreck because I was so immature. I had so many fear issues. I just felt traumatized by my birth. I was like, I can't even parent one kid. Now that I have three, I am like functioning in so much more strength than I ever had with one. Don't think that where you are right now is where you will always be or it'll be just doubled and duplicated as you add kids no you grow as you surrender to God he breaks sin off and you flourish into being a person that he created you to be so don't think that your capacity levels levels are what your capacity levels are believe in God excuse me and have hope and let him rise up in you what you're always meant to be for each season and each thing he lays before you he will provide and he will do the work in your heart that is needed so I am believing and praying that if I ever reach 10 kids, God will do so much work in my heart because I couldn't have 10 kids right now. I couldn't. My head feels like it's absolutely full with just three. But I felt that with one and now I'm like loving life and motherhood and I'm more strong than I've ever been. I literally have been so transformed by Christ and I'm only continuing to go. And the only key is not because I'm a special person, it's because I just surrender and allow all the ugly bits to be ugly and let him just work in me, which is awesome. Um, So yeah, some of those things are what people bring up, but when we look at the word and we just read the only things that God declares about children is that they're an inheritance, which means they were his and he chooses to give them to people. They are a gift of his inheritance laid down. And so I don't want to say, well, two kids is all I can handle. God, I don't care what your inheritance is for me. I'll have two. Thank you. I want whatever he's written in his book of life for me to receive. They are eternal beings. They are not my right to stop or start. If God has predestined many children for me because he knew he was going to call me into this then I'm going to say yes and I'm going to let him do what he wants because they are people that he designed to be with him for eternity like this is serious stuff this is not just like buying a car (laughs) this is like people he predestined in heaven and um I'm going to say yes for him to choose that and to have the control rather than me think no 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 god I actually know better than you. I actually know how much it costs to live here. I actually know how hard it is to get a car with more than five seats in it. I actually know that my body's going to break if I have too many kids and that I'm going to follow blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So like we can take control in those things. Um, And I think that for our family, the way we've been called to let go of control is to let go of all that and let God deal with whatever consequences come from this but we really do believe that there is provision when we follow his design he decided this it's not my choice he decided that 
he's going to give women periods and he's going to bring them together in in marriage and I think if we're surrendering that to the Lord and believing for a healthy Christian marriage he will bring that to us if we are staying in the word and being humble and then in that place he's going to bring forth the children he wants to bring forth in the way he designed our bodies so anyway I have talked enough but um I really hope that that can just kind of give you an insight of why I'm so passionate about some of the things I am I think it's important to understand my perspective on family size and children just because it impacts so much of what I talk about um but I have so many friends who don't have the same belief as me and I absolutely love them and I'm running for them and I have friends who believe the same as me and we journey along the hardships of what this calling brings but also the immense joy and purpose like I can't explain to you how much purpose I have I feel so fulfilled every day that I'm running after what I know God has called me to. And so I have him backing me in everything. Um, And so go seek God in what he's called you to. If it's to be a full-time mama or to be working in some career, because when you seek him and you're really strong and determined in something, energy just flows, life flows, joy, excitement flows. Um, And I, for one, see this as a massive and hard calling to, to release um, my, my family size but I also see that in the bigger picture this is the thing I've desired all all along and it's actually what is the most fulfilling and best thing for my heart for me to be living out my days and in that I know I'll bring the kingdom forth more whereas if I did what I originally thought I was going to do was be a nurse I was rolled in that before teaching I was just enrolled in that because I thought well that's an easy way to care for people I'm just going to do that because that's God right but that wasn't my calling. So that was not what was right for me. And God gracefully took me away from that. Um, but yeah, I'm very thankful to be a mom. And I'm very thankful to have to have this struggle in my life because it makes me be on my knees and face constantly. When things are really hard, I go, God, I can't even handle three. How could I handle 10? And then I go, I got to surrender it all. I'm not just like, sweet, I'm good. I've had my three kids pack up and leave. I'll send you off to childcare and not care. Not that childcare is bad. I have to preface everything because obviously people don't know me, so they might take things wrong. Childcare is not bad if you need to use it for work or it's what suits your family, great. But I'm saying is that I'm not, I'm taking the responsibility of having kids very seriously. And because I'm in a position where I can stay at home, some people aren't, but I am, I'm not wanting to just send them off to someone else to be raised because I really do think that it honors the word and God the most if I'm raising them up to be kingdom people rather than um to people I to send them to people I don't know to raise them so anyway hopefully you can see my heart in this and hopefully you can be spurred along in your own journey in what family size does mean to you and what God's word does say about babies and children and then allow the Holy Spirit to interpret that to your heart in what he wants to call you in um I'm going to pray for us and um yeah please do contact me if you want any further insight or encouragement or words or prayer over this topic. Um, Jesus, thank you for each of these mums. Thank you that I even get to have a place where I can be vulnerable and raw and share things that are maybe accepted, maybe rejected by some, but I know that there is safety to be able to be real and be me because we are all just journeying together. We're all just trying our best to listen to you, Holy Spirit. And if we make mistakes, then you'll guide us in the right way. If what I'm doing is really foolish, then you'll guide me because I'm yours and you're mine. But if I'm what I'm doing is something that pleases you, then awesome. I pray it may inspire and bless others to please you. Um, I pray you would just rise up in my heart and all of these mamas' hearts. Um, more of a desire to let go of control, more of a desire to live out your word in our motherhood, whatever that may look like in our story. Thank you that you are faithful and you'll provide for anything that you call us to. May we be mamas who are strong in a time and in a generation that is truly needed of people who are completely 
faithful and committed to you no matter what the world may say with all of its messiness um, getting shot at us. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. I pray you bless each of us today. Amen. If you enjoyed tuning in today, subscribe here and connect with me over on Instagram where you can DM me or find my email as I'd love to connect deeper and pray with you.